1: hello welcome everyone to the aew all out post show here on fightful.com i am jeremy lambert doing hosting duties i don't like doing hosting duties but i'm here and i'm here with my sworn enemy alex mccarthy from talk sport alex it is like 5 a.m over there how are you doing this morning this morning for you
2: imagine how much i don't (laughs) want to be here at this time with you, uh, it's, it's it's a dreadful occasion, but um, one that I've subjected myself to nonetheless.
1: That, this was my plan all along. Is I was like, I know this is going to be a long show. It's going to be very early in the morning for Alex. If I'm ever going to do a show with him, it won't be on his time. I'm not going to have him on the distraction where we can record any time. I'm going to have him on a live show where it's 5 a.m. after just a complete uh, after a four hour pay-per-view, but I appreciate yeah. you staying up until no this worry. My,
2: my, my oldest daughter is probably going to make a run in about an hour. And I'm going to be like, that guy <laughs> is a bad man. Uh,
1: yeah. I I don't want this show to go over an hour. OK, I, I want to keep this show <laughs> under an hour. We're here to not waste people's time and not do long matches that are unnecessary. Um everyone subscribe to the channel youtube.com slash fightful leave a thumbs up, tap the bell notification to get the notifications. Leave us a super chat. If you give us a super chat, uh that is how your question, statement, comment will be read on air. Let's get into this show. Um the pre-show, Joey Janela defeated Serpentico, Private Party defeated Dark Order. Anything to say about these matches?
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to give you more than that throughout this hour. But, um, but yeah, I mean, t- to be fair, I thought Janella and Spensico was just kind of there. Um, not, not much to really pontificate upon that. I mean, I thought there was more in the Private Party Dark Order match. Um, and I know we'll probably get into this a bit later on, but a bit curious, the, the booking of... Uh, The Dark Order tonight as a whole, right? Because they they lose this match on the pre-show. And then, of course, they go on to lose the eight-man as well. So, um, having watched it... And and to be fair, I thought the action in the private party and uh, Dark Order match was serviceable. There were some good moments. Um, I felt Janela and Spentacola... I mean, that's the kind of match that would never have been on the main card with respect to both of them. It was just kind of there. So, um, yeah, no, I mean... Tony Khan was just saying on the call the other day that they really use the buy-in as something that's going to help, you know, draw people to the main show. Did you really see anything on there that, if you watched, you know, and you were contemplating parting with uh, fifty dollars for you guys, right? Am I right in in saying that?
1: Yeah, yes, fifty dollars right. on fight TV and or, or a pay per view, however you order your pay per view.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not that much for us here, um, thank the Lord. But um, I think anyone who was contemplating part with that money and watched that pre-show. I'm not, it's certainly the first match, less us so say the second match. I'm not convinced that would have done the trick for them.
1: The, yeah, the first match, Janela Soprinsico was just kind of there. I like the private party, dark order match. I actually thought dark order should have won after they he had did. a couple of, of spots, the, the spinning power bomb that, that John Silver did. And then the stunner into the German suplex jackknife, uh pinfall that they did. I was like, why aren't those the finishes? in this match i thought those would have been much better um but private party gets the win with the gin and juice i thought it was good i don't i don't know where they're going with private party we'll get into to dark order a little bit later the pre-show brit baker and big swole was supposed to be on it it got moved and then they, it opened the show they added these two matches late it was fine um it was but they were there i don't know if it enticed anybody to buy the pay-per-view
2: though. right yeah, and it's interesting what you say about private party too, because uh, they even said on commentary they're like, yeah, these guys have been hanging around fifth in the rankings like forever. Like they're basically <laughs> saying like, yeah, no, they haven't really done anything. Um, so it'd be interesting if they they make a move. I like their finish, um, and they, I like their offense. They're a good high energy team. Um, but I actually agree with you. I I felt there were several times where Dark Order could have took the win there. But there you go.
1: It wasn't my my issue with private party is that they're a good moves team. I just need a little bit more from them elsewhere. Because I thought Dark Order looked a lot better in this match. We got a super chat from Avery Dunn, who says, It was too long. I got used to WWE short pay-per-views. Another super chat from Queen Hannah, FIFO contributor. Queen Hannah wasn't bad, just was their worst so far. Uh, we were talking about this off-air. We've been spoiled by these WWE pay-per-views going like two and a half, three hours. Like they're shorter than Raw sometimes. And then AEW comes with a show that started at seven o'clock and ends at 12.
2: Yeah. It was a
1: long, long night.
2: No, it was. And and uh, I think that comment sums it up perfectly. Like it wasn't an awful show. Like it's not like, you know, it was an absolute train wreck from start to finish or anything like that, but it is their weakest thus far. And when you know i said this before the pay-per-view commenced AEW doesn't miss on pay-per-view they haven't they hadn't until tonight in my opinion and um i think if they were honest with themselves they would say that this was their weakest show um didn't help of course that it's dragged over that amount of time as well and then i'm sure as we get into this too you have to factor in the matt hardy match obviously a lot went wrong there i know we're going to dissect that well, and then t- that- that had ramifications along the card is what I'm saying. A lot of matches ended up going longer than they probably should have. Uh, the eight-man being one of them, I have to imagine.
1: Well, let's uh, let's get into the Matt Hardy thing because it did kind of bring it down. And we got a super chat from Anakin JMT who says, After the Hardy bump, I felt the wind got taken out of the sails of the show and was feeling underwhelmed. Thankfully, the last three matches brought it back. Anakin, I hope you had a good morning and fishing with your son. Uh, the Matt Hardy match, well, we'll talk about this now. We'll skip around a little bit. It was a last-man-standing match. Uh, if Matt Hardy lost, he would be leaving AEW. They they do the golf cart spot, which I thought was great. great start to the match. They yeah. battle up onto uh, the, the scissors lift, and then they're going to do a, a spot through the table where they both go crashing through the table. They overshoot the table. Hardy hits his head on the floor. He looked unconscious like he was unconscious I don't know. He, was. he was unconscious his face was purple he was out of it uh Aubrey Edwards the referee threw up the x it looked like okay that's the end of the match like we're we're done here and then you know they start the 10 count it's like what what is happening here and, and Matt doesn't get up at eight but Sam Guevara kind of like helps him up to like okay we're we're good let's continue Matt is stumbling around all over the place Doc Samson comes in, and he's like, no, th- this isn't continuing. They ring the bell. It buys like, Matt some time. Sammy runs away. They And then I guess Matt says, because they say later on the commentary, Matt said he was fine. They continued the match. So they they just continue the match. The bell rings again. They climb up the scaffold, which wasn't good. Uh, Sammy takes the bump. It was very obvious that – I mean, obviously, Matt was supposed to win the match. And so they – they wanted to continue so Matt could win and they could get out of the stipulation of, all right, he doesn't have to leave AEW. You've got to protect uh, the the health of your performers in this instance. Like Tony Khan mentioned concussion uh, protocol on the media call earlier this week, talking about how Kristen Winsky has been in there to talk about uh, to them about this stuff. Aubrey Edwards knew he was out. Everyone watching knew he was out they they've got to do a better job here. Cause, cause this was bad and it completely, it killed the mood the rest of the show for a lot of people.
2: Look, normally I'd be on the call after these pay-per-views and, and I'd be, you know, we get these scrum like things where Tony Khan is often there and I'm super intrigued to hear what he has to say about tonight, because I think he's going to have a very hard time justifying um, why that match was allowed to go on and, you could just tell by like the things they were feeding to the commentary throughout the evening. They were obviously like, I don't know, probably more than this, but they were like reading Twitter and read like realizing they're being crucified. Like the, their explanations made no sense. Like what was the first one? It was, oh well, Matt Hardy said he was okay, so the match continued, and then they were like, well, actually, that doesn't sound very good, does it? And then they came back. What was it? Two matches later, Cybern um, so was like, oh actually, no, that's not what happened. Just to clarify. Okay, mate, like it was just, it was so silly. Um, Like you said, the moment he hits the floor, I watched it, I was like, oh, that's a bad bump. And then the camera is right on his face. He's like, he's not there. He's clearly out cold. Oh, my daughter is here. And um, (laughs) yes? Oh, okay, hang on. (laughs) Let Daddy Daddy (laughs) riff on why Matt Hardy shouldn't have been in
1: there. (laughs) um, (laughs) Tremendous.
2: So, yeah, basically, like, it it should have been stopped at that point. Like, he's out cold. The the, the whole premise of that match would be that from the point that he's down, you start counting, right? Aubrey Edwards obviously doesn't start counting to begin with. She's like, he, he checks on him, not there. X is thrown up. And then it's like it just doesn't make any sense that then some is kind of awkwardly moving around and you're like, okay, well this obviously isn't what it meant to be. We would all understand if the match was called off. No one's gonna have gone, Oh, but you know, uh well Hardy has to leave now, or you know, if they'd reneged on the stipulation, whatever. But Hardy, being old school, obviously gets up and says, Oh, well, you know, I need to finish the match. You know, I'm not on it's like his career's on the lines, like, I can't can't have that. He's clearly not home. You can see that when, when he first gets up. Him staggering around trying to drag Sammy Guevara was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, it should have been done there. That should have been it when they did call it. For them, you know, okay, yes, you're tough, Matt Hardy, and I appreciate it, but we didn't need that to come out and be the finish. And then for him to be concussed or whatever, and, and then they climb the scaffold, <laughs> <laughs> Um it, it it just it wasn't good, man, and uh, I, I I just feel like that they they're gonna have a hard time explaining that. And really, bottom line, obviously we all hope that Matt Hardy is gonna be fine and all of that stuff. But um, man, it's it's been snake bitten that whole feud from the get go, isn't it?
1: Donnie K says you'll spend more time analyzing the Hardy match than Doc did oh, his cool. symptoms. Yeah, I mean it doesn't take much to analyze his symptoms. The man was stumbling all over the place, like stop the match and they did initially and then they just let it continue someone's got to step in there and just be like no like we can yeah. book around this stipulation here all right hardy's gone we can say it was one persona that's gone he can come back as another persona it's very right. simple sammy guevara mm-hmm. can even say like i don't want to win like that you know you can come back you can do this easily it's easy to book around the guy who i'll leave the company like this happens all the time in wrestling. Yeah. Somebody says not gonna leave the company and they return. Okay. I only had like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to get around this stuff. What are your daughter do- what is your daughter's thoughts on Matt Hardy's concussion?
2: What do you think about my Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> uh?
1: <laughs> ah. Hi.
2: Hey. Say hey. <laughs> now play America. Yeah. <laughs> Good uh
1: uh. Rebby Hardy was upset on Twitter, uh, saying, you know, he, he had a concussion, which he pretty obviously did. I think that's not a secret. And he went to the hospital and I hope Matt's okay. I I hope he's okay. And AEW just got to be better. It's one of them things
2: as well. Like, because of the very nature of wrestling, like straight away, you're like, like, is it a work? And then there's people, you know, you know how wrestling Twitter is. They're like, oh, it is a work, you know, they're just trying to do something real or whatever. And you're like, okay, um. Pretty sure it's not. I, like multiple people I spoke to immediately, two or two or three within the first sort of like ten, twenty minutes were like, no, he's hurt bad. It was it was clearly legit. Um and I think as well, like the way they rushed to the finish and all of those signs, like you could tell that obviously something was up. And I think um what whatever the, the comment we had earlier. It's definitely true. It rippled down the card. Um, you know, the atmosphere, kind of the crowd seemed hot to begin with, and I know Sean was reporting that, you know, things were humid there, and I guess that, that makes you know, that makes a difference too. But I I just felt that the energy was sucked out of the room. I, I to be honest, and I thought Rosa and uh, Shida Sheeta had the best match on the card, right? But I missed the first five minutes of it, if I'm being honest, because I was kind of so wrapped up in what was going on with Matt Hardy. So yep. it's it's um it's a hard it's a hard one and I think AEW need to appreciate and address that they didn't handle it correctly and that they learn from this, you know, and, and, and that's that's all you can hope for, I think, now, look at you know, hindsight and all and all being twenty twenty.
1: Patel Ron six uh says the Rebby Hardy tweets were something yeah Rebby Hardy's gonna show up to uh Daly's place on Wednesday and just start kicking somebody's ass i'm I'm pretty sure of that she's gonna have Maxell on one arm, and I don't remember the other kid's name, but th- the other kid's gonna be on the other arm, and Rebby's just gonna start putting heels into some asses yeah. over there Hay- haymakers everything <laughs> yeah uh we opened the show with the tooth and nail match between big swole and Britt baker it was a cinematic-esque match it took place at Britt baker's dentist office big swole got the victory after she gassed out uh brit baker with uh with the laughing gas there and she won we had some weird stuff where Britt baker had a legit drill like a like a home drill trying to yeah. drill into i don't think that's a uh, proper dennis protocol there no, no. i don't think that's a I real think. thing yeah. <laughs> but i mean maybe that's what she uses the diploma spot was outrageous where <laughs> she handed uh big small hands reba the diploma and then does a spinning punch punching through the glass diploma and then just hitting swole or reba in the face and she hurt her hand more punching through the glass than she did hitting Reba. I, I didn't understand that. Soul wins. It was dumb, but short and inoffensive and kind of fun,
2: I thought. Yeah. that. I mean, the, the Reba, like, the way she held that diploma just reminded me of Big Show and the trash can and Del Rio all them years ago. where were just standing there like, and is it going to happen? <laughs> um, like, it was just uh, – like, I thought people were, like, a little – too harsh on it on Twitter for my for my liking. Like, did I love it? No. Like, was it the best cinematic match, quote unquote, that there's been? No. But I felt like you just said there. For what it was, it was pretty fun. Like you know, and um, I, I I found myself chuckling, which is probably the purpose of the majority of it. It's not meant to be like a mat wrestling classic, is it? So I think um, understanding what it is and taking it as lighter viewing will help. Should it have opened the pay-per-view? No, probably not. I don't think that's the strongest leg to lead on. You know, um, the Young Bucks that followed it was was probably the match to lead with. But um, I I thought some of those spots, like down the home straight, were just, you know, like when when, uh, the needle goes into Britt Baker and Reba's like, you (laughs) stab! I was like, oh, okay. I was laughing. So um, it was was entertaining. I guess that's the, the best way I could describe it, but it wasn't um it wasn't my favorite cinematic
1: experience i thought reba was the star of this match honestly yes. uh, yeah, i thought she was too. great and brit it's pretty clear that she can't quite do an actual match yet and that's why they had to pivot to this i think they thought she would be ready for all out but she wasn't so they had to go with this match uh maybe they run it back in an actual match hopefully brit just gets healthy and can get back in the ring but she's done great as you know while she's been injured but was still doing this gimmick i've been informed by fifo contributor hannah Moore that matt hardy and Reb, Rebby hardy actually have three kids so i apologize that i'm not up on matt hardy's family okay i'm sorry she'll have the other kid strapped to the backpack on the back and she'll still be putting heels and asses uh, right. at, at daly's place uh dizzy c says i feel like i enjoyed half of this show that sounds about right i mean I guess overall, you probably enjoyed two hours instead of four hours. So it would have been nice if they cut this down to four hours or to two hours. <laughs> it yeah, would have been nice if it got cut down to four hours. It felt like an eight-hour show. Uh, Young Bucks against Jurassic Express. Young Bucks win. A lot of action. I thought everyone got to shine in this match. Uh, Young Bucks picked up the victory with the BTE trigger. I thought really Jungle Boy was the star of the show in this match. What would you think?
2: I thought Luchasaurus had a great hot tag, by yeah. the way. But that's kind of like what he does. And he has those spots that he's good at and belies his size. So um, I, do, I do think the dichotomy between him and Jungle Boy is something that is still strong, even though you've seen it a few times now. It doesn't kind of wane on you, it's still strong. Um, the Young Bucks um, have chemistry with everyone, it seems. You know, I think when you look at what they did. With Kenny and Paige, as opposed to what we ended up seeing tonight with uh, Paige and Omega and FTR, um, you can see the common denominators there. And I think Young Bucks just generally will always put on an entertaining match. You partner that with Jungle Boy and the obvious upside that he's got. He keeps showing it every time, you know, double or nothing with MJF as well. Um, fantastic showing. So I, I, I was very entertained by this match. And it was kind of like, I think after what we'd had on the pre show and the cinematic thing, it was welcome and it was, it kind of set the tone nicely. And yeah. I thought at that point, oh, you know, we're on the ascension here, but it didn't really play out that way.
1: What does your daughter think of this match? Is she a fan of Jungle Boy?
2: She's not, she's a fan of Mario. What, <laughs> what are you doing? Huh?
1: Uh, I thought, yeah, I'm with you that the Young Bucks, like, I think they're the best tag team. In the world, uh, the FTR can can make that claim. A lot of teams can try to make that claim. I'm not even like a huge, huge Young Bucks fan, but they are so good in the ring. Like they they can just do anything. They they like you said, they have chemistry with everyone. Their offense is so crisp. Uh, their selling is good. It looks like we're getting set up for the, the Young Bucks and FTR match. And I expect the Young Bucks to kind of carry that match, honestly. But I thought this was was a good match for what it was. Young Bucks showed off their serious side. Poor Marco got super kicked. He, I mean, he interfered. He had it coming. So I don't feel too bad for him.
2: No, exactly. It was like, and that's the thing. They were showing those shades of, of the Young Bucks and that kind of more aggressive tendencies. But like you said, he, he'd kind of had it coming. I think, you know, what you just said about FTR as well. Like, I think if you say that on Twitter, it's like, Blasphemy. <laughs> you do you know what I mean? You can't. You can't be like, oh yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I feel like their AEW run thus far has kind of been a bit up and down. Like they've had some good ins and they've had some kind of meh. And I, I, I and I will get on to tonight, but I, I thought it was it wasn't what I, what I had anticipated. So, but what I will say for the for the young bucks, I always feel like I get what I, what I'm after. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like they deliver. That's that's what I will say about them.
1: Like sometimes people just look at the gifts of the Young Bucks and be like, oh, they, there's no psychology or anything there. But watch the match. These guys are excellent. And I don't they think – look, like if, you, if you don't think that these guys are, are very good, then they're just not for you because they're great. Um I, I was just going to say, if you say anything on Twitter, it's blasphemy. You get attacked over the dumbest things on Twitter. I know. I know. <laughs> trust, trust me uh casino battle royal lance archer picks up the win here matt Seidel was the big surprise as the uh joker poor guy comes un- in unintended <laughs> <laughs> uh poor poor guy comes in like people are like oh okay it's matt Seidel. you know people are hoping for uh people for pack coming in pock pack whatever uh however they want to call them pack Pac. Pac. yes Uh, People are thinking Miro, Rusev, you know, people will throw out anything with this big surprise stuff and just, all right, it's Matt Seidel. Like, cool. First thing he tries to do is shooting star press slips and just nearly kills himself on. That could have been so much worse. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he was able to continue things. It looked, it looked bad for him. Uh, Comes down to Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston actually goes underneath the rope at this point point and then kind of climbs on the top turnbuckle and gets tossed off by Lance Archer. I don't really think that counts as throwing someone over the top rope. I don't know if Eddie Kingston is going to have a gripe about this on Wednesday, but I feel like he should. Lance Archer wins. He's going to get the title shot at, at some point. What do you think of this match?
2: I thought it was a lot. <laughs> like for, for Battle <laughs> Royale, it was booked like a lot. There, there was a hell of a lot going on. Um, like you just said, Matt Sidell so unfortunate for him to have that introduction. It was it was honestly like you know, you know how like Titus O'Neill, like you kind of laughed. But with this one, I was like, oh well, yeah. Hard. um and you know, Darby Allen getting put in a body bag of thumbtacks?
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, a body bag that looked rough. It did. Way. He got put in a body bag of thumbtacks and then power bombed on the outside over the top to the little staging area by Brian Cage. And it did not look good. They had a couple people checking on him. Uh, it took him a while to get up. It looked like it sucked. God bless Darby Allen. Uh, he takes these bumps and stuff. He could have a very bright he, – he's going to have a very bright future. He could have a longer future if he stops taking these kind of bumps because yeah. it's yeah. – he he takes these every single show, and at some point, you just got to slow it down, dude.
2: That's we hear these things, like, and I'm sure Tony Khan has said it, like, oh, you know, he had a bad concussion, and, you know, we're going to try and – but they, they don't <laughs> – nothing changes. Like, he is who he is. Um, like, like, how could – this couldn't have got much worse. It was like, okay, we're going to put him in a body bag. Mm, that's probably not enough. Let's add some fun tags. Well, then what? Well, power him onto a stage, like uh, unless the stage like was a pool of sharks or something, it 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 how would have got much worse? Um, so I, I get that they want to up the ante and do cool things. I just I thought it was a bit much. Um, I was very happy that Archer and Kingston were the final two. Um, because I thought Kingston and his new stable, it could be kind of a cool launching pad for them. And I just think Archer in general was great, and you know Jake obviously being a part of that package too. Uh, the finish, I'm assuming, will be used as a gripe moving forward. I'm, I'm assuming. Um, I would unless, so. that, unless they think being thrown from the top constitutes the same as being over the top, which is yeah. doesn't. So, yeah. um, I don't know how they're going to play that, but I thought the Battle Royale was uh, entertaining, like, you know, it was easy to watch, but there was, like, a lot going on and I wonder if they maybe tried too hard with that. But, You can't win because then, you know, like there'll be WWE battle rules where it's like, oh, you know, it's just lame and it's just a mess and there isn't like much concocted at all. And people will complain to high heavens, but then you give them everything like this and then you get people like me going, well, that's a bit much. So I I don't know. um, I I think um, the ends justify the means, right? Lance Archer and Moxley, as we come to learn, um, is something I'm interested in.
1: I I actually thought Eddie Kingston should have won because I'd want to see an Eddie Kingston and John Moxley match, mainly for the promos. Like, give that two weeks, let them build it through promos. Yeah. That'd be great. People were saying that they maybe tipped their hand once Archer won. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to do Archer and MJF, MJF. So, yeah. So maybe they tipped it a little bit, but like, what are you going to do? In that position, you know, you've gotta have a winner here. The battle royal is not going on last. So uh yeah. Queen Hannah says people said Brock too as a surprise entrant and, and got Matt Seidel and a painful slip. Yeah, anybody who I, said Brock said just, Brock. <laughs> uh you know, it's Twitter banter. People said Brock. People one hundred percent uh said Brock. Um <laughs> Hugh I good one. Uh, it was it says, it was a mixed bag of a show. The highs, main event, Shida Rosa, FTR were excellent, but the bad, hardy situation, Baker Swole, Seidel debut was poor. Could have done with cutting an hour, 6 out of 10. Yeah, definitely could have done with uh, cutting an hour. And then we had a super chat from John S- check john jason check apologies uh thunder rosa was dominant during her match she didn't even try to fight back it felt like the first two and a half of the match just punching bag fight back kick shove get cut off but do something uh let's get into that match um because we ha- we had the broken rules match again we we talked about that earlier in the show uh kind of took the wind out of things and then we do akira Sheeta against thunder rosa for the women's title and yeah, thunder rosa dominated this match. Like she she had a counter for everything. The crowd was clearly deflated after everything, uh after the Matt Hardy situation. Um Sheeta ended up picking up the victory though, but I thought Thunder Rosa looked better in this match than she did.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um I think that's probably by design. It was like a showcase for Thunder Rosa. And um you saw all of her technical skills, her great selling um, the facials that she had were really great. Um, you know, t- her personality was radiating as she was on the offense. Um I without being cynical, I have to imagine that she was given a lot of the match because at the end of the day, the NWA have agreed to let their champion lose clean. Um yeah. so you have to imagine that the compromise to that is that Thunder Rosa will be given a, a great spotlight and, and show what she can do. Um no 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 real problem with that. It's just yeah, I, I get what that person's saying in terms of the flow of the match, but um, I still think it was really well done. Um, the finish kind of out of nowhere in some ways, I guess you could say, but I, I thought on the balance of the match that Rosa was the real star um, and the match itself was uh, something that, look, Ford and... Um, who was it who had the match at double or nothing Penelope Ford was it Shida as well yeah it was yeah, Ford, yeah. right so like that that was a great showcase for, for the AEW's women and then it kind of feels like sometimes they get backwards step because there'll be only a couple of minutes on dynamite or whatnot but this again was another milestone where it was like man that's a great women's match in AEW for me um so I feel like the whole reason they probably booked this they got what they wanted out of it so in that in that regard, it's a success
1: Roxas Venitas one says, is it just me or does Thunder Rosa feel like a bigger deal than 95% of AEW's women's roster? Like she might be the star they need. Yeah. I mean, I, they presented I, her as a star and I mean, that helps is that like, Hey, here's an NWA's women's champion. They gave her the showcase match on dynamite against Serena Deeb. And then they gave her a lot in this match. So they present her as a star. The thing is, is like the, you mentioned the, the Sheeta and Penelope Ford match. That was a, a great match at the last pay-per-view. And then they did nothing with Penelope Ford after that. Like, they could have had something with Penelope Ford there. She was on this show, and, like, I'm getting married. And, think, all right, cool. But <laughs> they, haven't, like, they haven't done anything with her. And now you have to wonder, okay, like, Thunder Rosa did really well in this match. Is she just going to disappear now? And so you've done two matches where the challenger looks really good, and then you've had no follow-up with it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I agree on Ford. Like I thought after that, that should be the springboard where you say, or she says, I'm much more than just a valet or I'm much more than um, just an associated act with, you know, Kim Sabian yeah. and whatnot. That should have been the springboard. But instead, like you said, they haven't done anything with it. Um, and that's probably a recurring problem in the AEW women's division, right? Because there's, there's no, other than Britt Baker, perhaps, there's no kind of character that's really been threaded through all of it and has grown and, progressed, we've just kind of got women there. The women wrestlers. You know, there's not much else to it. Um so I I think that I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people kind of get frustrated with AEW's women's division. But I don't think one of them is the delivery at the end of it on pay-per-view. Like all, all of them have been decent to, to great thus far. When I think back, it's just how they get there in between them and who they build on the off season, because Penelope Ford was a cold build, really, you know, for double or nothing, it was just kind of there. And this one again, they've had to bring in someone from outside, and they've had to build someone who isn't really theirs. And that's investing, you know, the WWE would never invest that amount of stock in someone, rightly or wrongly, um, for a one-off match. Um, and you can kind of see the logic there, because what's in it for AEW moving forwards? You'd have to hope that they want to work something out.
1: That that is my issue with the women's division is these pay per view matches are very good, yes. um, but the in between stuff of how they get to these pay per view matches, it's very thrown together. I think Penelope before just won like a four way match like two or three weeks before the pay per view, and it's like okay, it was, that and like then, on her knee wasn't it? It was that one, yeah, and it's just like all right, so that's kind of that's kind of it, and then they did a couple brawl spots uh, in the weeks after, and that was that. And again, they didn't do anything with her afterwards. like Follow up with that. You kind of had somebody with Penelope before and you just faded her to the background. I liked your idea of like, hey, I can do more than just manage Kip Sabian and just be kind of eye candy here, who Jim Mm. Ross gocks at. Uh, We'll get into Jim Ross later. No, will we? Oh, yes, we will get into uh, Jim Ross. Uh, Dizzy C says they need to reevaluate these Battle Royals because they're consistently the worst parts of pay-per-view, either the rules or the time frame, something. Yeah, they they try to do something different with the casino battle Royal five people enter, So it's not just a bunch of people in the ring. And if the surprise delivers it works, but you know, this one, the surprise obviously didn't deliver. But honestly, these battle Royals, you can put them on the pre-show. They, they can be on mm. the pre-show.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe they have them too much. I mean, I get it in the last pay-per-view, it was the ladder match. So it was a bit, it's different, right? But um, yeah, that they they kind of have the spots where everybody has a chance to be involved, or multiple people do, um, and then vie for the world title. And I just I don't know, I don't know if that's a bit cheap to have that on every pay per view. But I don't really have a problem with the different format and the way they do it. It you know it is what it is. Um, but I do I do get the point of maybe over relying on having one of those every single pay per view.
1: Uh, Peter Davies says, no coincidence that most of the best women's matches in AEW have involved. Sheeta is great, should build around her and give her more time on Dynamite. Sheeta is great, and yeah. they should build around her. Again, they don't build anything with her, though. There, there's no actual feud build up to these pay-per-views, and then she just disappears for a little while. They brought in Vicky Guerrero to manage Nyla Rose, and I feel like there's been nothing. About that, since since they paired each other up, they they did the the women's tag team tournament, and Eva Lisa Diamante won, and then we haven't done anything on that. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Listen,
2: other than the fact that Sheeda is obviously an extremely talented wrestler, what do you know about it?
1: No, she nothing. nothing. <laughs> I really don't like, know
2: anything. a W <laughs> have told you nothing other than she's really good at wrestling. That's it, and you know. That's that's hard for some people to connect with, right? Or to get invested in for their matches that when they do happen. The really the real selling point of this match wasn't that it was Sheeda. Really, it was it was that it was a champion versus champion per yeah. se. That's kind of what they build it on, um, and I think that's a problem. Like I said, they have to address that. And AEW, for most part, have just relied on managers to do that, right? They, you know, there's loads in AW. We've got tully Blanchard we've got jade the snake we've got all sorts going on, and I feel like i, I it could be hard because I don't know what you know I assume Ashida lives in America at the moment i don't, i don't I don't know i'm just I'm making things up now, but <laughs> when she's here or not like um if she's going to be the champion you need to have someone who's featured and explain to people why they should care and I don't think beyond her obvious talent that they've done that
1: I know when Sheeta eats a Reese's, it's like our most viewed video on our <laughs> Fightful page. So they should, they should just have her like try different foods on a show. And that's what, she's a food connoisseur. It's that's a market. That's what I want. Yeah. It's a market. I want Sheeta just trying American foods. That should be <laughs> her gimmick. I don't know how much that's getting over, but I know people will click and watch those videos.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, 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 you got to command and a little bit of the market, right? More than, <laughs> that's an expansion.
1: Uh, We had... We had the eight-man tag team match. Um, Scorpio Sky, Macardona, Cardona, QT Marshall, and Dustin Rhodes defeated the Dark Order of Cabana, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and Brody Lee when Dustin rolled up Cabana after Cabana missed the moonsault. Anakin JMT says, I feel like JR has started to turn into Lawler. So let's just address this. Um, yeah. During the match, Anna Jay interferes, and then Brandy comes in and wipers, wipes her out. Anna Jay rolls to the outside. And Jim Ross says, "Did Anna J ninety nine have a wardrobe malfunction, or was that just wishful thinking on my part?" And it's like, dude, what what are you doing? And then he sort of apologized, but he ended his apology with, "Everybody, shut up and have fun!" with a little tongue emoji. And it's like, that's that's not an apology, dude. No. Just Jim, even during the Sheeta and um. The, the Sheeta and Thunder Rosa match. He made a comment about like, oh yeah, I'd like to take these women for barbecue or something. Like he he made he does this every single show, and if you follow him on Twitter, he does this a lot on Twitter. I, well. I
2: said this earlier. <laughs> he, he does do that He drops like creepy emoji, like yeah, the, with his little hat, like it, yep. weird <laughs> stuff all the time. I, I don't know, like um, it, the uh, twenty twenty is full of like those apologies that are like, I'm I'm sorry that you're offended, like rather than I'm yeah. sorry, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like Rather than actually acknowledging that it's a bit creepy and and pervy and, and, you know, demeaning at the end of the day to say those things. Like you said, I mean, that's the sort of thing you would expect King to have said in the attitude era. And here we are 20 years later. And for some obscure reason, Jim, I, I, I was, like, again, I, it felt weird when he said it. That, that was like the, the main feeling. I was like, jr and, and and it pains me sometimes to kind of admit that i don't know how you feel about this but to almost admit that jr is kind of not what he used to be because he's like the voice of my childhood Do you know what i mean like growing up in wrestling he was like the soundtrack to me falling in love with wrestling and now when i hear some of his stuff in AEW, like sometimes when he's really motivated you get that old kind of fire and you think oh you know, jr he's still got it uh, but the vast majority of the time, I, I listen to him and I think, "What are you, what are you doing?" And that there was a, there was more than one occasion tonight where I felt that way. Uh, especially like um, he sent out that apology very quickly, and then how many times in the show was he like, "This is a great show"? <laughs> like, he was like, "This is a great pay per view." I was like, "Like, you, <laughs> you should, we don't need you to, to, to like feed us um, how we're feeling about this pay per view." I, I feel like um, those comments were. Um, way off base, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to like castrate Jr. But I just, I'm not sure he's really needed in this this day and age. I, I think Escalibur's like great, so I don't know.
1: Dizzy C said this had no reason to be on pay per view. Yeah, that eight man tag. I once Brit and uh Swole got moved to the pay per view, I was like, Yeah, put that eight man tag on the pre show because I don't know what else you're going to do with it. Uh, and also says, And JR is really getting into his Jerry Lawler bag. Uh, Patel Ron Six says, My favorite is it's Ross time on Botchamania. Uh, (laughs) Jim Ross, Jim Ross, he doesn't add anything to these shows anymore. anymore he just, he just does not I think he's good during the Cody segments because he clearly cares about Cody and, and the Rhodes family and all that stuff. Otherwise, I don't think he I don't think he knows what's going on half the time mm. and I definitely don't think he has any type of investment into these characters either. Is she okay? Yeah, she's just doing her thing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> don't look like I'm not parodying here. But she's, she's just uh <laughs> Just got a call. You're
1: gonna get called out, uh, for Alex McCarthy, terrible parent. Doesn't pay attention to child's (laughs) cough. Instead, yeah, does AEW review swats (laughs) swats it
2: off as he slays eight eight man tag. No, um, no. I, I, to be fair, this match was like what 15 minutes. I, it Uh, felt, it felt longer than that to me. Like watching it, I was like, you know, this is just going through the motions. I get the end with that yeah you know, obviously subsequently we know it's now going to be Dustin Rhodes Roadie Lee for the TNT title um i i get it that the really the whole point of the victory was for that i guess yeah did you need this on pay per view to get to that on tv no i don't think you did um and the story was already there with him taking out Cody you didn't need this eight man tag to do anything um and i don't think really apart from the final minute of action i don't really think it did much um It's just uh, the Dark Order as well were one of that kind of the After gaining all that momentum a couple of weeks ago, I just felt like this pay per view was a, a real miss for them. And, um, yeah, uh, Scorpio Sky as well. Weird fit in all of this. For, like to me, uh, I just, ah. Uh...
1: The Scorpio <laughs> Sky edition was, was very weird to me as well. It's like, what does he kind of like have to, why is he friends with Cody? He just wrestled him and wanted to take his title. So why is he, yeah. that that was a weird addition to me. Um, Dustin I wins sh- and then cuts, he got cut a really good promo and then he's going to get the TNT title shot on, on Wednesday and we will see how that goes for him. I, uh, I was just
2: I was just pretty bored of that match, like without being too like clinical. I, it just like not much happened until yeah. the, the end. It was just like, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, Anakin JMT says, commentary is also annoying during the tag team title match. Talking about things not in the match. Hardy, update aside, shouldn't happen on the pay-per-view. Anakin JMT also says uh, about the tag team title match, which we are going to get to. Glad Omega and Paige didn't split tonight. It would have been compared to Sasha and Bailey, and both deserve to be thought of on their own. It probably would have. Let's get into this uh, tag team title match, because speaking of matches, at least to me, that just went way too long this was about half an hour uh the crowd seemed dead for most of it it was like they were waiting for that turn and and it just never came a lot of false finishes that like the crowd just was not biting on at Mm -hmm. all they spent the majority FTR did spent the majority of this match working on Omega's leg that didn't go anywhere because after the match Omega just does a three-hour walk and is fine. <laughs> uh the 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 finish comes, there was miscommunication. Omega hit uh hangman page with the with the V-trigger. Hangman gets hit with um the, the spike pile driver, he kicks out, they do it again, uh gets the pinfall. Omega's just kind of weirdly on the apron during the finish, and then like sort of tied up. This was this was kind of clunky, Alex. It was clunky and long, I thought.
2: I thought. There something went wrong in the finish. I feel like, and I, I could be wrong, but I, I was going to make this point before you just did. I didn't really understand. I, I get it from on the surface that doing the finish twice is more impactful and somehow raises hangman stock, that it takes more to beat him. But I don't think that's what it was. It was like when he kicked out, FTR looks a bit like, hmm? and like you just said, um, Omega was kind of like, Floundering is maybe the, the adjective I'm looking for, like on the outside, um, but like on the apron. And then for the second one, I think it's um, Cash Wheeler who goes over and actually gets on top of him and is like, oh, well, you know, don't break it up or whatever. And then they get the free count and you think, what was the whole point of that extra minute? Like they could have just done it on the first on the first one. Like nothing extra was added by doing it again, in my opinion. I felt the match... You, you nailed it, like the crowd didn't bite on anything so nothing felt important. It fit, like like 10 minutes went by and I was just like, you know, this is like, te- from a technical standpoint, like decent wrestling but there's, it feels like nothing is happening. Like, we're just kind of wasting time and you know it's going to be a long match almost so that's the other thing. You're kind of like, okay, well, we've got a way to go yet until we actually get to the finish and then like you said, the turn that, you know, never really happened, all we got was Paige trying to get a hug out of Omega and, 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 you know, be, have him hold him up. And then Omega pies him off and, and wants to go get the young bucks with him in the car. It was, um, considering like page is extradited from the elite anyway, from the bucks. I'm not quite sure what Omega was asking the bucks to do at the end. Like what decision they had to make. Cause it's not as if they, it's not as if by staying at the show, they were choosing hangman page. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, like the whole story, I feel like has been great with Paige and Omega, and I've been really invested the whole way. But this match tonight just didn't do it for me. I don't know. Like I, I there was, like I said, the action was was there and the story was there to a degree, but I just struggled to
1: feel it. BMEGS19 says, it seemed like FTR just wanted it more. Uh, yeah, they, they pushed for the opportunity and grab the brass ring. Omega and Page need to, that's what they need to do. They need to get off Twitch, get off Twitter, and, and go after the, uh, the brass ring. Yeah. Um, this was definitely more of a story match than like an action match. But you can, I mean, we saw with Bucks, Omega, and Page, like, you can do a story and still have a lot of action. This, the knee work they did on Omega, like cutting him off and stuff, like it didn't lead to anything. And then then we had the spot where Omega ke- keeps doing dragon suplexes when Hangman wants the the tag, and it's like, oh, um, Kenny's being like selfish here. Like, what's going to happen out of this? And like nothing really came of that either. It felt like at some point in this Omega page, because because you said it just a second ago, Hangman <laughs> tries to tries to embrace Omega like, hey, you know, we're still friends. Help me up here, you know, hold me up a month. not doing well, and Omega's like, eh fuck off and then just leaves he's like time to clean up this mess is what he says you know the the cleaner references here time to clean things up uh and the bucks just stay it's like what what choice are they making they have kicked hangman out of the elite Mm. right like that that was a thing that happened like they've abandoned hangman so like what's the decision here i i feel like they've lost the plot at some point with, with the the hangman stuff him costing the bucks the match Uh, The other week, and then FTR being like, you know, you did this on your own. It's because you're a drunk, like nobody got in your head. You're in your own head. It's a little all over the place, and we'll see where it goes. But it seems like they're trying to do a lot of different things. Like they're trying to tease Hangman being heel, but also face. They're trying to tease Omega being heel, but also face. Same with the Bucks. Like It's kind of just too many teases. Just tease one, pull the trigger on that, and go with it. Okay, it might be predictable, but predictability is not bad if it's good.
2: Yeah. If it's done well, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I always thought for me, the destination was hangman Page as a big baby face. Well, however you get there. Um, And I, I feel like maybe they've just got in their heads, like uh, in their own heads creatively, because you're trying to not give people what they expect. And I think they're trying to give all these twists and turns and, you know, it's been kind of cool, but t- tonight it just didn't work for me. And like I said, although the action was good in in the match, it, for me it just I, whether it was the how long it took to get there and all of the stuff, I, I just I didn't come away feeling like wow. And I also think part of that is, and and I'll link this to what it was like when I was at Mania 34. I thought AJ Styles and Nakamura was going to be like the shit. I was like, this is going to be amazing. I'd seen what they'd done at Wrestle Kingdom. I was like, this is going to be the match. And it wasn't. It was just like a match. Like, But you've already preconditioned yourself to say, this is going to be amazing because of the talent involved. Um, and I guess a little bit of that as well has, you know, retribution. Uh, no, retribution. Definitely not in my mind. Revolution from back in February where like Paige and Omega killed it. Still, you know. <laughs> that's a to- that's like a token all right now so no one like so no one like goes he's a bad dad um so like i think that's on my mind too where i thought they were going to like crush it again and with fdr there was every reason to believe they would um but to me it just didn't quite get to the levels that you would have hoped for
1: jim ross said retribution a lot on this show so i can understand you saying retribution right <laughs> uh, yeah. he said that Oh, so so much um we will see where things go with with hangman and page and or hangman and page uh, hangman and omega and the young bucks hopefully it goes somewhere i i'm sure it's gonna go somewhere ftr ftr's title win kind of felt overshadowed here by all of this too it's like oh yeah ftr is the new aw tag team champion now their claim is that they're the best tag team in the world, so we will see. Uh, Anakin James says, "Alex, my son will randomly cough too. As long as she's not choking, she's fine."
2: Exactly. <laughs> she's playing America. She's fine. In fact, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not a parent, America. so I don't know these things. What are you doing then? <laughs> on youtube right even even worse never
1: mind (laughs) she is she camera shy she's like i'm not i'm not uh getting these views for this other website i'm not helping you out yeah come on now uh we had penelope ford kip sabian backstage as i said they they're getting married on dynamite at some point so big wedding angle to pop the ratings the the fans love the wedding angle and they took the the shot at WWE with the twitch stuff people were mad about this it's harmless fun i thought it was i
2: thought it was funny personally (laughs) um and i think sometimes now people just want an excuse to be like oh I can't stop talking about WWE yeah, or what whatever I think come on he also said that he's gonna have a handsome best man um who I'm curious as, yeah. to, who, as to whom that may be uh, I assume it's a return rather than a debut but yeah but
1: yeah. maybe I mean Rusev knows something about doing weddings on television so this is what I was thinking it, it could be uh we move on to the co-main event Orange Cassidy against uh, Chris Jericho, Mimosa, Mayhem match. Orange Cassidy wins. He hits the two orange punches uh, onto Jericho, who falls into the vat of Mimosa. This was it was fine. I don't know why there were pinfalls and submissions in this match. That, yeah. that seemed
2: unnecessary to me. Didn't they announce before the match the way to win was to get them in the vat? No, I'm they sure. said
1: it. They said it was pinfall submission or putting him into the vat of mimosa. And it's like, you're not gonna have this match end in a pinfall or a submission. Like you're not gonna bring these pulls of mimosa out there and, and then it's not used. Yeah, and then not use it. So I don't know. I don't know why why they did that, but they did. Orange Cassidy wins. He gets two victories over Chris Jericho. That's a that's a big deal.
2: Yeah, the fabled mimosa mayhem match. Um, I I I, I mean like. The actual action was pretty hard. Like, the the table spot um, that Orange Cassidy was subjected to was hard. Like, there's glass still on it and stuff, and he goes crashing through it. Um, I think the uh, the barricade spot for Jericho as well was, like, much harder than it needed to be because, obviously, they weren't linked. So he ends up just kind of, like, sprinting face first onto the concrete. Um, It ends up being a lot harder than it was. So, like, although it's, like... I think on the surface you think, "Oh, Mimosa Mayhem," it just sounds like a terrible gimmick match, you know, that we've seen a hundred times in WWE where they just combine gimmicks and make something. But this was actually like a really intense affair, um, and it, it, you know, credit to Jericho and Cassidy for doing that. It was a lot. There was a lot more to it than I had imagined. A lot more substance, and I didn't actually expect Jericho to take the loss. I probably should have, thinking all the people who tried to put over. <clears throat> Fandango and people like that in the past. But um, – and I like Fandango, by the way. But um, it's it's one of them where, you know, he, they're trying to elevate Orange Cassidy. But I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking, well, where does Orange Cassidy go from here? Like, because technically from a Jericho win, it's like, well, he's he's essentially on the cusp of, like, the main event title picture. Like, essentially. So who do you have him work with next? And believably, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it tells you everything you need to know, though, about what AEW and Jericho thinks of Orange Cassidy. So in that in that vein, I feel like Jericho did a really good job um, of showcasing the best parts of Orange Cassidy for
1: people to take him serious. DC says, Mimoso wasn't the best, but was my favorite match. That seems like a backhanded compliment. It wasn't the <laughs> best, but it was your favorite match. Uh, sounds, for those like, ass-
2: sounds like my dad right there. <laughs> yeah, you're not the best, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: I'm with you on where does Orange Cassidy go from here because you get two victories over Chris Jericho the only other AEW champion outside of Moxley like you should be pretty high on the rankings. I'm not even sure if he's like on the official rankings which would be kind of a weird thing. Mm. Uh but he, like you can't do him against Brody Lee just yet cuz he's got to do the the thing with Dustin. And maybe you can do best friends and the best friends and dark order at some point down the line. Like you're not gonna do them against Moxley. That's a that's a weird thing. Mm. But like uh, you said, you should move him upwards, really. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, you need to put him in a decent angle or or feud to to really move him along. Otherwise, what was the point? So
1: Yeah, but I don't know if they have a decent angle. Like Jericho is top of the top. Like outside of a title picture or the elite, which they're not gonna do any of that stuff. It's yeah. hard to go up from jericho so really the only way you can kind of go is down so
2: well you'd have to buy some time and it'd be like i don't know not now but maybe like a matt hardy would have been a good example because he's got a lot of name value um that you could maybe pair him with um i'm 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 struggling to think off the top of my head right now heels particularly who he could just walk into a feud with and you know keep keep building
1: the other the other issue is like is Orange Cassidy just gonna go back to being Orange Cassidy now? Like he, yeah. he just doesn't take anything serious. And maybe that's how you drop him back down the card, is it's like, all right, Orange Cassidy doesn't care about this feud with uh, I don't know, Joey Janela or somebody. He doesn't care about this feud with Luther. Like he's just gonna be Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Um I mean, maybe that's how you do it. I I don't know. We'll we'll see where they where they go from that. But Orange Cassidy, he's he's getting a big rub from Jericho here with with two big wins and, and a big win on, on pay-per-view. Main event, John Moxley. Reminder, guys, leave a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on air as we wrap things up with the main event. John Moxley against MJF. The Paradigm Shift was banned. Uh, The match started, and MJF does a lot of technical wrestling, and I felt like that was not the right call for how long this show was and what the people wanted. It really picked up, though, once MJF (laughs) got busted open and he started working uh, with he started working with a sense of urgency and he he was biting Moxley. He he was working that grinding style that uh, Moxley said he was going to drag him into finish came with um, Wardlow tossing in the dynamite diamond ring, MJF fumbling it. The rest back was turned Moxley who they teased the paradigm shift multiple times. And the referee was like, what are you doing? Don't do this. And,
2: i, I hated that yes I,
1: I hated it i'm with you like, he knows he can't use this move why is he even attempting please, to use this move please john
2: We do it. yeah sense.
1: why and why does the ref care like is the ref like is he is he out for moxley or out for mjf i mean maybe he should be but you yeah. know why does the ref care it's he shouldn't he shouldn't show any bias right if if moxley's gonna do the move let him do the move. That's that's not on the ref to do anything about that. Uh, Moxley does hit the paradigm shift though when and the referee's back is turned. MJF is going to pick up the ring. Moxley's paradigm shift gets the pinfall. Moxley is still the champion. What did you think of this, Alex? Uh,
2: I loved it. I loved the main event. Um, for, for me, the, for the 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 best free matches on the card were Rosa Sheeda, the Bucks, and Jungle uh, Jung, Jungle Express, and this the main event. That that was my favorite three um uh, actually Jericho and Cassidy's in there somewhere as well they are about my top four let give or take positions um but for this that that was the only thing I really didn't like I, th- I didn't understand why the ref kind of got in the way and was like don't do it John <laughs> like in any other sport that's just not going to happen is it like you're not going to I don't know like LeBron James is not going to try and choke someone and the ref's going to go well you're going to go no you're, you're out mate I mean, he probably will, He probably will say, "Don't choke him." But, <laughs> but I think
1: I think it, I think it's akin to like uh, dunks are banned in this game, and LeBron has a fast break, and the ref just like stands there, like, "Don't <laughs> don't fast break! No, 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 no! You can yeah. lay up fine. Lay up. No dunks, LeBron. Yeah, no dunks. Yeah,
2: yeah. Remember, remember, LeBron. Like, I don't. Think that, <laughs> I don't think that's what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like for me though, the story of the match, and I said this last, uh, last week on Twitter. When you looked at the promos, it was obvious that Moxley was planning on dragging. MJF to, like, his level, per se, in terms of, like, the hardcore elements and, and the gritty, tough stuff that MJF hasn't really had to do in his career thus far. Um, and it's the same kind of thing that, um, you know, Mick Foley was used for that tremendously in WWE for years with Rock, <laughs> Triple H and Edge, uh, Orton. There's, like, like poor, poor Foley. <laughs> like He was used as a baron ram um, in all of those instances. But... They they gave all of those superstars that extra layer, that extra side of aggression that helped people take them seriously as top contenders. And that's probably what MJF felt like they needed to put on him here. And I think it worked. Um, By the end of the match, you know, he he looked like someone who could go and could go to the the deep end and was prepared to lay it all on the line. He looked tough. He he wasn't like an MJF, by all accounts, is a cowardly heel. But he showed tonight as well that he can definitely go. Um, and that he's definitely prepared to do what it takes. So I think it, it was mission accomplished in 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 that regard. Like MJF didn't have to win to get that rub. I felt like he got a rub for his character and his in ring persona tonight. And um, I thought the action was great. You know that he, he was working over Moxley and uh, his elbow slash shoulder. Like that was actually a pretty nasty bump when MJF um, took him down onto the apron. Uh, and then you've got this whole dynamic of. Well, in the ring, MJF is on top. Oh, but if you go on the outside, that's Moxley's domain and you don't want to go there. So, and the, you know, the match kind of ebbed and flowed based on that. So I thought it was cool. And then leading into the final finish, it all worked for me. It all did. It was a great main event that you'd have for a world title. If it had been on any other show, right, that had been preceded by great matches, you'd have been like, capped off great. So,
1: yeah. We have a run in from the B squad here. Let me bring this person on. You're talking about being in being in somebody's (laughs) domain, Alex McCarthy. You are in
0: my domain right now.
2: Don't talk to me like that in front of my daughter, Sean. All right.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm just. I've been busy, you know, talking to John Moxley and Hikaru Shida and Tony Khan and all these people about
1: humidity. Humidity (laughs) is what we're talking about.
2: What the fans want.
1: It Alex's is. daughter sounds like she is in the humidity It's just coughing up a storm over there. She's, we've we've determined that Alex is a terrible parent on this mm, show by yeah. not checking on his daughter. <laughs>
2: yeah. She's she's wasting away <laughs> behind me, literally. I I am she is she's Matt Hardy and I am the doctor at AEW. That's essentially what we are <laughs> right now. So Sean sure, Sean, sure. what did they say about what did what did Tony say about Matt Hardy? Oh,
0: okay. So what Tony or what Tony said? By the way, we have the full scrums up on this channel. We've got notes up on fightful.com. Make sure you guys check them out. He led off with that, and he said that he made a call to stop the match. The doctor immediately checked on him, cleared him, gave him the go ahead, and there was some hesitance because he knew the spot that was coming up. But uh, the doctor cleared Matt Hardy. However, they did take him to the hospital for precautionary measure. I can tell you, I reached I reach out to Matt personally. I have not heard back from him at all since then. So I, I don't know how he's doing, anything like that. I, I did reach out. Rarely do I do that on nights like this because I like mm. to leave people alone. But uh haven't heard back. And they say he's okay or that he's fine. But precautionary measure, they took him in. Uh, nobody asked about Matt Seidel. I was a little bit disappointed about that. Oh. Like, no, no. No update on that. Uh, they did speak about the humidity. John Moxley said that he was completely soaked halfway through his entrance, and uh, even this morning, Renee, who was there tonight, was like, "Man, it's really humid today." Also, he uh, one of the the highlights was him mentioning Renee. It wouldn't surprise him to see her in AEW on programming, but she has got like an extensive. Non compete with WWE, so she couldn't even be shown on camera at all tonight because
1: of that. Obviously, wow, yeah, we already knew all this. If you, I've listened to three hundred Renee Young interviews this week. I've listened to a couple Moxley interviews. And None, with
0: of None with me. None with me. But if anybody wants to listen to my interviews, I interviewed Ricky Starks, best interview he's ever done. Uh, I've no. interviewed Matt Cardona. No. I interviewed Thunder Rosa, who was a star tonight. Interviewed Eric Young this week. He was. Lots lots of interviews uh, and we're going to have more stories from those all throughout the week. But my AEW NXT reviews behind the paywall, because my content is premium,
1: you know, (laughs) and Hey,
0: so Alex McCarthy reviews stuff from 20 years ago behind the paywall. Jeremy,
1: Jeremy, I got notes that are 150 words long behind the paywall.
0: (laughs) He does. He, he he submitted this, this sad, just shell of notes. (laughs) I was like, I, I did. I go, where are the rest? Oh, that's all of them. That's yes. all of them. <laughs> Which, he does it out of the goodness of his heart. I'm not going to complain. Usually
1: my notes are, are much more uplifting from SmackDown. Yes. I, I was drained yesterday <laughs> after my sports teams just failed and let me down once again. I told you, I went for an hour-long walk, and I yes. just made it back in time for SmackDown. I was like, I don't have the energy to review
0: this show. <sighs> I went for a two-hour-long walk today. But anyway... Just to no. one up you, yeah, through <laughs> through the woods, through the woods. But uh, the best episode of SmackDown in months, and you muster up 150 words.
1: Oh, amazing! Look, but tell it, my sports teams to be better, okay? <laughs> tell them to be better, and I will produce better content. I don't have to worry about it now; they're all eliminated.
0: I'll I'll do that. Just be a Raptors fan.
1: Yeah, I could. They're, I mean, at least they're two, too. Uh, Sean Anakin JMT says, Sean, your cookies are made. What about mine? I don't care about Sean. I'm going to kick him off of <laughs> I, the stream. Man, I got mixed feelings. Like, I'm trying to lean
0: out and all this stuff, and people just keep giving me sweets. Like, people – I had two people make me birthday brownies this week locally. And I was like, what, what's the angle here? What are you all <laughs> trying to fatten me up for? Uh, what's What's the old fairy tale? The Not the fairy tale. The old uh, – man – It's not the three little pigs.
1: Who cares? Somebody's trying to (laughs)
0: fatten me up.
1: (laughs) BMAX19, this is not a super chat, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, The distraction did the best Ricky Starks interview, sir. Thank you. You know what? Put
0: user in timeout. (laughs) Sorry, you have been put in timeout for that.
1: The distraction did do the best interview with Ricky Starks. You buried me to Starks and used my own joke against me. Hansel and
0: Gretel, Anakin JMT says. Hansel and Gretel. There you go. He's trying to Hansel and Gretel me.
1: Can I just <laughs> kick you off of the stream? I can just remove
0: you, right? You can, but I'm going to leave because I have worked. I just removed <laughs> I just... <laughs> him.
1: <laughs> I want to make sure I could remove him before he just actually lets, so I get the last laugh
2: there. You win. That's a victory. Yes, That's exactly. As Kip message... Sabian, Sabian would say, a W. <laughs>
1: he's gonna message me and threaten to fire joe now <laughs> he'll fire me he'll fire joseph though uh what were we talking, ms and Miz, mjf they've been talking they've been doing comparisons in the chat ms and mjf all night and so i just completely slipped up and it, yeah i don't think ms and mjf are, are the same ms is much older and been around much longer and mjf has a very bright future Mm. Uh, ahead of him um yeah mjf and moxley i i like this match in front of a better crowd in front of a better show uh or capping off a better show i think it would have been a lot more a lot well received but the crowd was dead by this point whether it's humidity the show being long whatever it was uh they they just couldn't really get into it until the very end but mjf like you said it showed off another side of him uh, come with the blood, once the blood hit and he and he got more aggressive, I thought that was that was a great look. Moxley picks up the victory, but MJF has a complaint because he did use the paradigm shift, and you know he they can run that back in November. They can do they could do MJF and, and Wardlow split maybe because Wardlow's kind of screwed up. In a couple instances here, he lost that tag team match, and now you know he flubbed the diamond ring, and he also messed up some things just not being around during the Moxley stuff, uh during the feud. So they could do that, maybe hold off on Moxley and MJF too, but they got some direction here with the with the title match uh, in the coming months. Yeah, and
2: I think I think Wardlow's got a ton of upside as well. So yeah. like, like you said, if you wanted to uh, pivot away from Moxley and MJF, that's the, that's the obvious story, right? MJF and Wardlow, like, and making that happen in November. Um, presumably, I'd, I I would assume Archer maybe gets his shot before November against Moxley. I'm not entirely sure, but that's a long time to drag it out. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like MJF, he, he is one of them. Like, he just, he's like, he, I liked him with Cody. I like him with Wardlow. I think he's just kind of better around people. Um, and at this stage in his career, his personality is so, um so interesting to watch, and his character that I'm in no rush for him to kind of break away from that kind of um, character. I guess I'm, not, I'm I, I like the way he is right now, but at the same time, I do have an intrigue in watching him in Wardlow. I think the only thing holding me back from that though is it like, well, how do you lift them both up um, in that instance? Because MJF is probably the one that they have like the highest hopes for, maybe in the company. And Wardlow has a lot of upside, but he will kind of get left behind, maybe on the on you know with MJF in that instance. So I don't know. It's there's a lot of interesting things you can do, but is am I I'm right in thinking that this is MJF's first actual solo's loss in AEW? Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: So you know you don't want to. I'm assuming that they're going to try and keep him at a very high level. So we'll have to see where they go from there. But for Moxley, uh, I feel like he's having a good reign as you can have maybe without fans you know it's been a bit Stop starting. Of course, we know with the Corona break and stuff like that. But well, I mean, said
1: he's, he's had two great pay-per-view matches. I thought the the Brody Brady Lee. match was fantastic, and this match was fantastic as well. the The Hager match was a complete miss, but that wasn't technically pay-per-view; it was just a big show. Um, mm. But yeah, well, I, thought,
2: I, I thought Hager and Cody was a miss as well. So well, there's a common yeah. denominator. There.
1: <laughs> Hager in general is just a miss. Let, let's yes. be honest; just doesn't add much to, to any of the stuff. Moxley's reign has been very good. It's just, yeah, it's unfortunately been in front of no fans. And he's a guy who, his presence alone, like with the fans and everything, it just feels like a much bigger deal than a lot of people on this show. You take the fans away, he's still a big deal, but it it hurts his aura a little bit. But yeah, I'm with you. Moxley's reign has been good. The Wardlow Wardlow stuff, you can go a lot of directions in this. I I, I just thought about you know, Wardlow could actually challenge Moxley in November. You can heat him up real fast because he has all the tools to be a, a big player and, and challenge for the world title. Wardlow could win the world title, and then MJF is like, "All right, well, he's the champion. You know, do I use him as a pawn? You could, you could go a lot of places uh, with the MJF and Wardlow stuff. So we'll, we'll see where they end up going with it."
2: Do you um do you think that the title will ever play a factor in maybe the Page in Omega story?
1: Not yet. It like it should at some point, mm. but It'd be it a seems great like way they're just to anoint page at some stage. I think. Yes, I I I agree with you. Like they they have a lot of interesting stories that can use the title, but also don't need the title. And it seems it seems clear. At least I mean they're a year into the company, and they've only had two world champions. Mm. So there doesn't seem like they're just going to be out here switching that title every every pay-per-view every every month or anything like that like they they're invested in some long reigns here and when you're invested in the long reigns just like not everything can have the title like and you've got to pull the trigger on these feuds at some point you can't just delay page and omega another year because all right it needs the world title but we can't get the world title off of moxley we can't get it off of mjf so they look they're they're good with their storylines. I think sometimes mm. they get muddled a little bit, as we talked about with the elite stuff, but they're they have the threads there where they do a lot of different things, which I appreciate. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah. I think the thing
1: with Page and Omega
2: as well is that like you, you could have it like Michaels and Jericho in two thousand and nine or whatever that was. Like that feud's already rolling, and then then the title kind of becomes a part of it um, later down the road. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I think they've got a lot of different possibilities at, at both sides of the card, heel and baby face. And, you know, some people who are established and there's a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, oh, are these people going to turn off? We still don't know if that new four horsemen thing is really going to come to pass. Like, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of different irons in the fire for AW, which is kind of what keeps it exciting. You know, NXT has less at the moment, in my opinion, in terms of...
1: I don't know what NXT um, is.
2: <laughs> in terms of uh, in story developments and and possibilities, um, but I think AEW that is where they succeed. It's just unfortunate that tonight just didn't feel like their night. Like a lot of people who you've said in the super chat and stuff, like they're five and sort of six out of ten. That's probably where I would what I would keep it.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you what is your rating. So you're at about the five point five six.
2: Yeah, I would say so. And I, like I said, I, I liked those four matches a lot, but. Um, and and it's not it's not that the tag match wasn't good it just wasn't as good as it should have been um and then yeah it, it it just ended up being a very average show in my opinion and i wonder i'm trying to i'm trying to do that as as fairly as possible without factoring in like the crowd because i feel like that does play a role sometimes in how oh, you judge does. things yeah. so um I, i'm just trying to look at it as objectively as possible but i do feel as so, you know, speaking as someone that has championed AEW on pay-per-view. I think tonight is the worst one they've had thus far. That's not to say it was awful, but it didn't meet the standards that they have
1: set. I definitely thought it was their worst pay-per-view. And this is an issue... With Tony Khan also, I mean, yeah, they've set a high standard. So this isn't like a Tony Khan thing of like, oh, you you promised a lot of stuff. But Tony Khan did promise a lot of stuff on that media call. He was hyping it up. It's going to be the best yeah. show we've ever had. we got all these surprises. Like everybody's going to be blown away and stuff. And he does this for every single pay-per-view. And so far, everything is hick. This one was a miss. And, you know, you can't predict a lot of that. You can't predict that the humidity is going to kill the crowd and kill yeah. some of the performers. You can't predict the Matt Hardy stuff that still should have been handled better, but you can't predict that that's going to happen and things like that. I get that stuff, but you know how long this show is going to go. And it would have been longer by the way, if the Matt Hardy stuff doesn't happen, because that match was not going five minutes. Like that was going to be a much longer match. Mm. Uh, they, they should have cut some stuff when it, when it was pretty obvious that hey there's a long pay-per-view people seem kind of tired out there. You know, let's let's cut off some time on this tag team match. Let's cut off some time on uh the this six man or this eight man tag. You can cut some stuff, uh, but they didn't. They did their show. I thought it was their worst one. I still give it. I'm still at about a six with it because the main event delivered, um, and there was some other some other good stuff in the show. The the tag team match Jungle Boy uh, Luchasaurus against the Young Bucks I thought was great. So but still 6 out of 10 i thought it was their their worst pay-per-view to date but mm. you know when all your pay-per-views are very good something's got to be the worst you know yeah exactly
2: like like we said it's not it's not a damning um score or or judgment to be honest like i said there was still good stuff to be had there um but like you said as they have set the bar so high Unfortunately the, the, I guess this like this pay-per-view was always gonna come at some stage for them. Yeah. Um so I don't know. it it'll be interesting to see you know what they do moving forward and, and the noises that come out of this. Um they they've they've got the stories in place to make it work. So let's hope that it was more of a setting thing and just how the night went as opposed to any longer
1: issues. SummerSlam kicked the crap. Out of AEW all <laughs> out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Write that headline, everybody. Yeah, done. <laughs> uh Alex, let the people know where they can find you. You're everywhere. Everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, even here it's 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm right here. Um, so Alex M underscore Talksport on Twitter um is where I met my busiest, I would say. I've got the same handle on Instagram, but unless you really want to see me, you know. No one
1: checks in Instagram. no one cares. People might want to see your daughter after tonight. Your daughter was yeah. the star of this show,
2: yeah. The, the secret star, oh, <laughs> you, you, you want to wave goodbye to the people? Bye. Oh, you're just saying bye. <laughs> hey, hi, that's a big smile. You say bye. Nope.
1: <laughs> no, no, you'd rather be on YouTube. <laughs> all right, all right.
2: Um, so yeah, uh, you've got me there, and uh, Alice McCarthy on YouTube. I have a show uh, on the radio, which you can catch every Monday, but actually my show's on Tuesday this week because of live sport, which I hate. Um, that's, uh, you can get out to talk sport app for anyone in America. And of course, talk, sport, talk forward slash wrestling is where you'll catch all my interviews and stuff. Um, and I'm the only guy doing it for TalkSport. I don't have to compete with my own peers, Jeremy, uh, for the best interviewer in the house.
1: I don't have to compete either. Sean just likes <laughs> to believe that he had the best Ricky Starks interview. But look, he had to go to AEW to get Ricky Starks. OK, he's like, oh, do you have any interviews? And they're like, yeah, we'll give you Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks comes to meet. When he wants to be interviewed. He's bring your door down. Yes, exactly. He's right. the one messaging me and be like, Hey, can I come on your show? So we all know, we all know who uh Starks likes more. Um <laughs> Alex does some fantastic interviews, by the way. You just who have you interviewed this week?
2: Uh well, um Jericho and uh, Naomi. Uh, and then I was kind of at the ground level of all the NXT UK reboot stuff. So I went to the studios and uh, so Walter, and then a lot of the other NXT UK stars. Um, so, that, yeah, that was just this week. Um, been very busy lately, which is good. Dom,
1: Dominic Guerrero, future world champion the other week Dominic, as well. Dominic,
2: Dominic Guerrero, is it? Yes, Dominic Guerrero. Yeah. I, said, I know yeah. what I
1: said. I know uh, what
2: I And I, I, I knew you did. It's such, <laughs> it's such certainty. Uh, yeah. Angel Garza as well was another recent one, which was really good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to stay busy. Eric Young as well, after he won the Impact title. Trying to diversify out here.
1: There you go. Everyone follow Alex McCarthy. Follow his work. I'll bury him on Twitter, but he's actually a very (laughs) nice guy. Um, I was ready to bury you for not doing this show and call you a coward, but you actually did it, so I appreciate that. when
2: When you tentatively messaged me earlier, like, are we still doing this? I was like, I have said yes.
1: Well, when I I tell you, yes, (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to be like, oh, you know what? AEW is doing media scrums and I'd rather do that than your stupid show. So that's what I was afraid of.
2: (laughs) Do you know what? um, They they did message me earlier, um, the the actual AEW PR woman. And she was like, oh, because I hadn't registered for the webinar. Right, and they were like, oh, "Are you doing it or not?" And I just totally lied. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there." Oh great! I was like, oh, and I was like uh, "Yeah, but um, doesn't worry." Like I said, you got your uh, fightful fans. They 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 can get it from you guys. You don't need me. It's fine. You got it up. <laughs>
1: uh everyone again make sure to subscribe to make subscribe to alex's channel subscribe to fightful um check out all the shows we do sean we'll be back on monday with denise doing the post raw show raw a shorter show than this pay-per-view that no show should ever be longer than raw all right that's that's a rule i would like to make no Mm -hmm. show and don't care if it's a pay-per-view or what it is it should not be longer than raw uh subscribe to our channel check out fightful.com you can check out the distraction uh tuesdays we review movies my, Thursdays, we talk about wrestling. Saturdays, we play video games. That's what we do. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Joe Holbert, Joseph. He is He's out of his mind right now. Alex, I promised the people we were going to fight. So here's what we're going to do to close All the show. Right. We're right. going to play rock, paper, scissors. All right? All right? I don't know what this settles, but it's going to settle bragging rights. You know, WSB Review called Bragging Rights. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to close mean, this the
2: show. The, the thing is, Jeremy, what you can't see right now is that I am a beefy 6'4". And uh, I'm I'm very much to be worried about. So... <laughs> Look,
1: I, I I'm a lover, not a fighter. All right, I'm, <laughs> I, I will I'll threaten to fight people, and then I'll get yeah. in like a Mr. Miz pose. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
2: worry, I'm I'm actually like like five eleven <laughs> with a dad bod, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: Are you ready, um, Alex? We're gonna settle all... this beef once and for all. Is it's it me. is it on three? No, it's on shoot. So it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and then oh, on the okay. shoot is oh, when you man. do it. All right. The, these these Atlantic different. <laughs> right. right, Don't blame do the time need... differences of the rules here or American rules versus UK rules. All right, all
2: right okay. All, all right, right. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, go through scissors. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah! god. I feel like there was a delay there. I feel like there was a delay. Chat, oh, let me know there was a delay, and mine hit first, and then Alex saw it. And that's no mine. way.
2: I was commi- I was just, I was committed, man. I thought he's he, he's gonna go for the swerve. He won't have the scissors again. I mean. All, right.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and subscribe to the channel, and we will we will talk to you later on.